Welcome to the Rising Kings podcast, where we enable you to raise your standards, elevate your performance, and live to your highest order in business and in life. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any feature content. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and of course, with me, we've got Ben Sokeld, the founder and director of Rising Kings. Ben, quick question. Are you a lone wolf? But before you answer that, how are you, brother? Good, man. Good to be here. Good to shoot another uh, or record another podcast, man. Always love time with you and you know, connecting on these hot topics. Yeah, for sure, for sure. How's preparation for the holidays? Good. I, like, I'm in a good place at the moment. I feel really fit, strong. I'm really inching up the uh, leaderboard at CrossFit. You know, I had a couple of targets I set. Yeah, man. Here's the funny thing, right? I had a testicle removed a couple of months ago, testicular cancer. And there's a couple of dudes now who are like, so man, tell me, are you like, you on TRT? Is that what's going on? (laughs) You're juicing it up? Yeah, you're juicing it up, mate, because you only got one ball. And I'm like, fuck, dude, it's a good idea. Maybe it's something I need to look into. But unfortunately, no. It's interesting. It's just watching my strength really come back uh, full tilt. Like I haven't been in CrossFit for two and a half years. I've been training on my own. And just getting back into it, man, I've changed a fair bit around my nutrition and and the way I eat and put things into the body. And I just feel on fire at the moment feels really good just to be strong, fit, really pushing it in CrossFit and getting some, you know, getting up that competitive ladder and getting rid of all the uh, injuries that I've been prone to in the past. So good place, man. Let me ask you this. Ever since, you know, you've had that surgery, do you feel like it slowed you down or do you feel like it just sort of helped you propel yourself forward? I, man, I, I really, if I do think about it, I think about it through it was a gift. Like there was something about, you know, that testicle had a had cancer in it. Like at some point it was probably not serving me in a way, you know, like I'm sure it was hindering me in some level and having that out, I feel, well, I guess I feel lighter <laughs> for a start. And then I just, I don't know, man, I, I think to it, it's just, it's kind of awakened me. Like it, one of the things I remind myself every day at the moment is just like, dude, you don't take this shit for granted. Like get up, get on with it, enjoy it, have fun, you know, train, give your training a really good hit today. Give your chosen one some really good love today. Give your children, you know, big cuddles and all those sorts of things. So it's, I really do believe it's these things are gifts. Like at the time, you probably feel like, holy shit, you know, this is crazy. Why is this happening? I really surrendered to it. That was part of my work. That's the work I do on myself. And I, it's a gift, bro. Like I can't put it any other way. Like Look, I, I've still got to get my monthly bloods. It's not out of the woodwork in terms of this thing could come back. Uh, I've got a CT scan uh, this week, actually. It's my quarterly CT scan. I don't know what's coming next. I'm just, I'm surrendered to the fact that, hey, man, whatever comes, comes. Like, that's for me to deal with. And it, it's just a reminder. It just shows you these challenges, these headwinds, these things that occur in our life. I'm not dismissing that they can be very uncomfortable when they hit. I'm always looking, though. What's on the other side of that? What am I to learn from this adversity that will enable me to be a better, higher version of myself on the other side? And there lies the challenge for most people because a lot of people will automatically default into the victim mode. Like, right. fuck, and why is this happening? This is bullshit. Now's not a good time. And I've been there. I've played that game for so many years and I, I'm not dismissing again. I'm not dismissing people and the adversity and the challenges people face. 
I just take the notion of somehow this is happening for me. There is a lesson and a gift in this. And I don't know what's on the other side. I am trusting I will be a higher, better version of myself on the other side should I choose to learn whatever is coming from this adversity. Yeah. And man, I feel good about it. Nice. And I think for me, this is something that I would like to have a conversation around, especially come out the next year in the next sort of couple episodes. Because I feel like for me, like you said, I think 90% of the men out there, people in general, I think would default into that victim sort of mentality. Like, why me? Why is this happening now? And could really put them into sort of like a, a depression state, you know, the next year or, or whatever the case may be. But sort of getting off topic. And again, the conversation that I wanted to have today was, are you a lone wolf? So Ben Salkeld, are you a lone wolf? Look, there's part, I am. Deep down, I am a lone wolf. It's a comfortable realm for me to be the lone wolf in the world. I labeled myself as a lone wolf for many, many, many years of my life. It was my nickname by a lot of friends. You know, it's Ben the Lone Wolf, etc. Now, in saying that, I've done a lot of work to surround myself and be part of a wolf pack that has enabled me to, I guess, evolve outside of a lone wolf. I still operate on a comfortable level. My default mode when things are out of control and I, well, not just out of control, but very chaotic, I can quickly and easily fall into the default mode of the quote unquote lone wolf. Let me ask you this. So like from your perspective, what is a lone wolf? And what sort of personality traits does a lone wolf possess? Yeah, man, the lone wolf is the guy who loves to or thinks he loves to sort out life on his own, like doesn't open up to others, doesn't necessarily even listen to others, really struggles to take uh, feedback, input, advice from others. Uh, whenever a challenge occurs in their life or whenever there's something that needs to be worked out, they do it on their own. The traits that they end up having is, you know, they're quite disconnected at home. They're not necessarily intimate and connected with their chosen one and their family because they're always stuck in their head. They're always thinking of how they're solving the problems and the problems of the world and it's all on them. They also fall into notions of feeling like, well, I need to do this by myself all the time. No one really understands. I'm unique. My problems are unique. These are all the traits of a lone wolf. And it's, also, too, in that is, you know, it's the guy who's just facing, deep down, facing the world and the experience of life on his own. Again, you consider yourself a lone wolf. Why would somebody tend to or want to sort of be this way? Because I never got it. Really? Yeah. I, like, I think a lot has to do with how you're brought up, things that occurred in your life when you're younger, etc. Look, if I go back and psychoanalyze my past, you know, I'm the eldest child in a family of four. So, there's, you know, there's probably a lot of pressure on me as a child to perform and do your best and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, there's like this performance-driven uh, way of life that sits underneath. And then what I found, man, is like I moved around quite a lot as a child. Like I'd spend two to three years in in one school and then, you know, we'd move and we'd move I'd go to another school and I became really good at kind of like the guy who can fit in in any group, but I'm never really close or tight with a group. So I learned to be myself. Like just I had to rely on myself to sort out various things in my life. And then I think over time, like that just grew. It's like 
if anyone's going to get the job done, it's Ben. This is a story I told myself uh, through my 20s, through my 30s. It's like, man, I'm the only one who seems to give a fuck in a lot of the work that I did. You know, anytime there was a problem in business or life, it's like, well, you know, I'll sort it out, I'll sort it out, I'll sort it out. And through that way of living, I really did start to shut out everything else, you know, like I didn't stay super connected with my parents and my brothers and sisters and, you know, even girlfriends at the time and partners, et cetera, because I just became this, I'm a lone wolf. I'm living my life. If anything's going to get done, I've got to get it done. Everything relies on me. And you come into this very self-centered way of living. And mate, to be honest, it served well for a short period of time in my life because I knew I could get shit done. The challenge, however, changed you know, when you start to have a family and you have a relationship and a partnership that you want to invest in and make work. And also, too, one thing I've learned now at 44 versus when I was 34, 10 years ago, is, man, people are on your side. When you surround yourself with the right types of people you know, who understand and get it, then all of a sudden it's like, well, I can use them to inspire me when I'm feeling flat and shit. And at the same time, I feel worthy because I can support them and lift them when they're not having such a great time. And so all of a sudden, it's like, you know, one of the, the sayings inside Rising Kings is, man, we're just a wolf pack of lone wolves. If you took every man outside of Rising Kings and you went and threw them back, man, they'd all survive quite well. Like, that's the beauty of it. Right. We just wouldn't be living our best lives on our own. And that's the one thing I've noticed is a lot of guys that I speak with, you know, tend to sort of operate as a one wolf. And I would say that the majority of those guys, you know, one of the biggest problems that they have is sort of not having the best connection with partner and kids and friends and whatever, because they're so used to just kind of doing things on their own. And for me, in a way, like, I don't understand, but also, weirdly enough, like, I consider myself in a way kind of like a lone wolf. There are certain things that for me, I prefer to just do things on my own and not have to want to rely on other people because I feel like me relying on other people just kind of opens me up for disappointment. But, you know, like for me, it's like, okay, if I could do it on my own, I know I could do it on my own. I can push myself to do it on my own. I'm not going to rely on other people. Therefore, I'm not going to be disappointed one way or another. But also there are times where I know it's like being connected and having that relationship with people and pushing each other to be better as we have in Rising Kings is also like one of these things that's like, man, that's so great to have. Yeah. Right. And I think a lot of guys right now that are listening, probably in the state of, am I lone wolf? Most likely they are. But I'm just kind of wondering, like, from your perspective, does having this sort of lone wolf personality, like, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Look, I think it serves well to a certain point. Like, if you dig right in underneath, like, if I dig underneath my lone wolf state and the way I operated, like, there's an element of, I think I'm in control because I'm in control in my mind of all those elements that are occurring in my life. So whatever's happening is my responsibility and whatever the outcome is, that's my responsibility. And all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm in control of my life here. The thing is like when you're shutting out so many others like who want to support you, who want to be part of your life, who want to be influenced and inspired by you, all of a sudden you're carving a path, but it's, it's really not serving the collective. It may serve you and you may get to the end of your game, your run, your life and think, well, man, I made a really good path, 
and I laid an amazing track there, but no one ever followed, no one ever got involved, no one ever touched me, I never touched them from a heart perspective, I'm going to die a lonely person. And so I think it's almost like an analogy, it's like in business, you know, like is it good to have an entrepreneurial mindset in business or to just, you know, be a follower? Like in business, man, every business would love the like an employee that has an entrepreneurial type mindset who can think beyond themselves in terms of their elements, et cetera, and they're, they're thinking like bigger and so forth in the collective. It's almost like this in the world. It's like the traits of a lone wolf, you know, usually ambitious, driven, can get shit done, make things happen, all those sorts of things. However, you've got to be able to take all those traits and be able to put them into a collective environment as you're operating. And I think that's the shift where we get men in Rising Kings who come in who have been operating like a lone wolf, serve them quite well. However, deep down, it's like, man, I just, I'm really struggling to connect with my chosen one. Like, I don't understand why I can't just communicate with her and let her in on my world and, you know, really open up to her. And I, and not only that, subconsciously, it's impacting the children because if you're in control and you're in control of everything, guess who's showing up? You know, it's the cranky, triggered father who's trying to make everyone fall into their tight box and their tight realm. And then it's disconnecting from everyone else because, you know, like I said, it, at the end of the day, it's quite a lonely path. So I think there are traits in there that can serve a man quite well in terms of being the lone wolf. In saying that, though, you need to be immersed in a collective that's going to inspire you to actually use all those traits and characteristics and be able to share that with others so that they can grow, so that they can operate at their highest. And I think that's where things start to get really evolutionary in terms of how we operate as a man. Let me ask you this. When you were operating as a lone wolf and you said that you were sort of being this way, you know, just a few years back, how was your relationship with your chosen one at that point? And how has it changed since you've gotten to be part of a wolf pack? Yeah, man, not good. You know, 10 years ago when it was like lone wolf, band, you know, get shit done to it, there was no real connection for my chosen one. She couldn't get in and share my world because I didn't let anyone in. I was just, I would go and get shit done. I'm the one who makes things happen. I'm the one who's going to solve this. I'm doing this today and that's what's going to happen. And so it's not a, no one else can be part of that. And so over the past you know, decade plus of transforming myself and evolving and growing, now it's, it's like I share this journey with Chosen One. I open up. This is where I'm at. What do you think about this? How do you feel about this? What are your thoughts on this? How can we do this together? And so this is where we open up and we talk about how do we communicate better with the children? How do we, as a parenting unit, you know, lead our children, mentor our children, rather than, well, I'll just sort the kids out because that's what I do. I'm a lone wolf. Same in terms of the marriage. Like, what are we doing together to, you know, really grow and blossom our, our marriage together as a union in life? And then when little things come up, so holidays, travel, etc. again, you go back 10 years, I, it'd either be, I don't give a fuck what the holiday is, you go sort it out, I'll just show up, or it'd be like, well, I want your input. All right, well, this is what we're doing. This is how it's going to happen. And this is what happens next. You know what I mean? It's like, I just take either end of the spectrum. One end of the spectrum is, I don't give a fuck. Let's do it. The other end of the spectrum is, well, I'll just take full control here and you will fall in line and do it. And it's, man, that's not 
I don't believe that's the a healthy way to live and lead life. Totally agree. And it's one of these things that I think being that way or acting that or operating that way just really leads to you sort of further disconnecting with the family. Yeah. Which for me, it's like probably, at least at this point in my life, like that's probably like the worst thing I could imagine. Not having a connection with, with my partner and my kids. Like I, I don't understand how some men do it because like I said, like for me at this point with the kids are, you know, they're four and two and, and we're just really having a great time together. Yes, there are days that are just going to absolutely suck. Like, you know, they have been for the past couple of days, but also at the same time, it's just like imagining what I would do if I was mentally not there and just completely disconnected. That would just suck at times, actually probably all the time. Yeah, totally. I th- think what's interesting is the more work I do in this space and the more work we as a, as a movement in this space is we start to realize like a lot of men claim to be lonely, especially male business owners, right? Because at the end of the day, they're at the top of their food chain in terms of the business side. At home, it's like, well, where do I fit in here? Where do I fit in over here? I don't really have a, you know, they might have friends, but they don't have that network who really open up and dig in on some, on the deeper levels of conversation. And so we've got this generation of lonely men. Now, I'm not saying it's, it's like, well, man, I, you know, I, I go to the pub with my mates every week and all that sort of stuff. But it's like deep down, if you really stop and think about it, it's like, yeah, I, I do feel a bit lonely. No, no one really gets me. You know, my mates don't really understand what I'm going through. My chosen one, I don't really communicate with her. The kids are too young to know. And we can start to feel this notion of loneliness. And that's lone wolf. And so we, we start to pretend and we start to go, well, it's good to be a lone wolf. Like that's what I told myself for so, so long. My chosen one used to point it out all the time. She's like, Dad, why do you keep referring yourself as the lone wolf? It's almost like you're proud of it. And part of me was because it was like, yeah, I'm a fucking lone wolf because I know I can get shit done. But it's like you're missing the whole point of being a father, being a husband, being a man in the world. Let me ask you this. When you were sort of being proud of, you know, yeah, I'm a lone wolf. Was that you hiding some sort of insecurity or hiding something else? Yeah, I would say underneath, it was me justifying how I operated. It was me saying it's okay for me to be the disconnected, grumpy, doesn't need a network, don't need to hang out with anyone type of guy because I'm a lone wolf and I know deep down like if everyone fucking left tomorrow, I'd still be able to thrive in my own environment. What I didn't realize, which I realize now is, absolutely you can, but will you be fulfilled and happy? How will it feel being on your own, seeing, you know, let's say you go and create all the things you think you're going to create, and there's not one single person next to you to go, wow, man, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that experience with me. Thanks for showing me that. Thanks for letting me be part of it. And that's where the shift occurred for me. It's a pretty lonely place. Yeah. When you recognize it and awaken to it, it is. It's crazy because I've talked to a few men recently who have been very, very successful in business, right? But when you ask them, you know, how's the relationship with the wife? They go, ah, yeah, it's good. You know, it could always be better like every other relationship, right? And then you ask them, you know, like what sort of, you know, friends do you have around you? Oh, you know, got a bunch of mates. We go, you know, have a couple of drinks every so often. And it's like when they really start opening up, a lot of the guys that they are around with or even really like their sort of family, 
the conversations never really go beyond that sort of you know backyard conversation talk, right? Hey, how are you? How's work? Yada yada yada. But that's it, right? But they don't really have like a group of network or a tribe that can really get down to you know and have these deep conversations. That for me, I feel like it's really important because we all have something that we're going through, challenges that we're facing, and a lot of the times, most men. Don't want to open up, whether that's with business, with the kids, or with the partner. And for me, like being a lone wolf, it's like, no, I'm okay. I got this. I can take care of a business, the relationship with the family and the kids. That's nothing. I can handle it, or it'll go away, or or whatever the case may be, right? And what I see is these guys that are thinking this way, but in reality, you're right. What you said earlier is a lot of these guys are lonely, and a lot of them are seeking a tribe. But really, don't know where to begin or how to even begin to look for a tribe of like-minded men that is only going to push them to be better, but also, you know, have just a place where they can seek support and support others as well, right? Because there's a lot of things that you know a lot of businessmen or really a lot of men in general are thinking, but they have no way or no outlet or no tribe to sort of be able to express these feelings for. So I'm curious. So to the guy that's operating as a lone wolf now. And he's like, damn, it's time that I go seek a tribe. It's time that I go be around like-minded men that's going to push me to be better, you know, whether that's being a husband or be a better sort of business leader or be a better father. Like what sort of things does he need to do to go out there and be able to seek the right tribe for him that's going to help him really excel and push himself to the next level? So just to add to what you're saying there, you know, with the right tribe, it doesn't have to be the tribe that you lean on when things aren't going well. You want to be surrounded by people who you can celebrate your successes because a lot of guys, you think about it with the current network, I'm privy to this. Like, I've got networks of friends, like, you come in and talk about your successes and your wins. And what do we do here in Australia? Tall poppy syndrome. Man, you get pulled down in, in an instant. Oh, mate, you're so up yourself. Fucking, you know, whatever. Fucking, who cares? No, it's like, man, like, you know, if I share my truth here and I'm down and out, your network goes, oh, mate, just get over it, fucking harden up, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then on the vice versa side, you know, it's like, hey, man, I fucking did this, did this, did this. And, and the friend's like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> like, you know, pulling you back down because they feel insecure around it. And so coming back to the right tribe is very important, I feel, that you actually look for men or the tribe that you want to be a part of that hold a similar set of values, have a similar philosophy on life, and are there to lift you up when you are heading down, but not just say, hey, everything's going to be all right, but be able to inspire you to step up above your base level. And then also too, when things are going really well, be able to you know, make you feel proud of that and not have to feel ashamed, guilt, shy, worried, fearful, and all those sorts of things when you speak truth. Now, for me, 10 years ago, pre-Rising Kings, you know, I searched for a network. I was a lone wolf. I knew I needed to be surrounded by the right type of people to get me to the next level. I knew I needed that because I was like, I can only get so far as a lone wolf. It is limited. There's a limited capacity. There's only so much I'm going to hold myself accountable to. And so I jumped in and out of a lot of men's groups. There was just no one operating or holding the line, so to speak, in terms of standards, accountability, the level of conversation, and also the level of authenticity 
that I desired. And that's, you know, Rising Kings kind of formed off the back of that where all of a sudden, you know, when started, you know, turning into a movement over the past couple of years, it's it's like that's at the heart of Rising Kings. It's like it's authenticity, it's high standards, it's accountability. There's no guilt or shame in terms of where you are, etc. In saying that though, it's not for the guy that's at the bottom who's like, oh man, you know, I just can't get out of bed in the morning. I just can't get my shit together. It's like we're not equipped for that. So that type of guy needs to go and find his right tribe that can get him from bottom to base. We're really geared towards, and just to put it into context, for guys, you know, it's like life's good, man. Like the guys who come into Rising Kings and are looking for a tribe, it's life's good. I just know it could be a lot better. I know if I lift my standards and really put in the time, effort, energy into the right things in my life, whether that be marriage, children, business, health, mindset, etc., and be held accountable to it because everyone else in that collective is doing it, I'm going to evolve. I'm going to be a higher version of myself. So for the guy who's looking for his tribe, he has to actually understand, well, where am I? What type of people do I respond best to? And then where might this group be? And go and test them out. Like jump in some of these groups. There's a bunch of free online groups. And I know they're not as tight when you do social media, but I'm sure some of these people run events where you can go and meet the people at the event. And you'll get a quick understanding if you're meeting people live and you're like, "Eh, do I belong here? Is this my type of guy? And then you might go to another group event and you might go, fuck, you know, I really feel connected. They're authentic, all that sort of stuff. And you're like, this is where I want to start the the journey. And you start leaning in on that. Sort of final thoughts. For the lone wolf, the advice of the lone wolf yourself back 10 years ago, right? To that lone wolf, Ben, and to that lone wolf that's listening to us right now. It's like, what sort of advice do you have for him on why he should really look at a tribe to help him you know, accelerate and push to operate at his highest? Two things. One. Ben, 10 years ago, get over yourself, brother. Stop being led by the ego thinking <laughs> you're as good as it gets. That's the first thing. There are people out there who can get you to the next level. Number two, go and find those who inspire you, those who you look up to, those who are doing and living the way you want to live and start getting involved with them and connecting with them. That's Ben Sockeld and I'm Michael, and this has been another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. So that's it for this week's show. We really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Make sure that you head over to iTunes, uh, rate and review the show. This really helps us get the message out there to ensure we're doing our part in helping others raise their standards and live to their highest order. Also too, if you haven't already, you can apply to join our free Facebook group where we take this conversation deeper and further. And then finally, if you want additional resources, etc., head over to risingkings.com.au. Have an awesome week. Stay strong.